Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl, right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Arthur Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Which is not to say that there haven't been multiple police. Uh, I know I went to a police concert a number of years ago at Conwell Stadium. Uh, that is my favorite Sting somewhat solo song of all time. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex, by our Leash and X Office Network. 
printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, jam-packed show coming up. It is Truculent Thursday. We're going to have a lot to get to. Uh, a debrief on the season that was for the Edmonton Oilers. Louis DeBrus coming down the pipe at 12.35 for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Brian Burke, Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. And at 1.35, Edmonton sporting icon, uh, now Montreal-based media personality, longtime oiler George LaRock as well. We welcome back into the big chair at the 6.30 Chet Studios after uh, three days on the DL where he spent most of the time in his uh, Pavel Bure pajamas, apparently tailored medic from uh, Roos Chris has also got that same set of pajamas. Uh, 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 we welcome back the one and only Brendan Escott. Hello, Brendan. How are you doing? I'm doing much better, Bob. Uh, thank you guys for stepping up in my absence. And I'll tell you what, it's one of those things where I would have just grit and bared it, you know, but because of the times that we live in know, and in the interest know. of everyone else, you do what you do. You do what you do. It's all good. All right. Uh, lots to get to on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, still, I think for many of you coming to terms, uh, you know, kind of what occurred here uh, a week ago Friday the Oilers losing to the Chicago Blackhawks there's a guy out there Sean Tierney does a terrific job on advanced analytics basically suggesting that the Edmonton Oilers and the National Predators deserved a better fate and that's not helping uh, things uh, you know they both bounced out in four games and Nashville dramatically outshot Arizona in all four games and Arizona got absolutely schooled uh, yesterday I mean it was just ugly in that game against Colorado. Colorado was all over them, and I do mean all over them. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I'd describe the way Arizona was playing, but uh, they didn't push the pace, and the one thing Colorado can do is Colorado can skate. Like, Vegas is heavy and can wear you down, and they're deep, and Vegas has got two great goaltenders, and Colorado just keeps coming at you with speed and speed and speed, and um, I mentioned Nashville and Edmonton because, frankly, uh, you know, the, the advanced analytics and the numbers would suggest, uh, hey, the loss is the loss. It was a disappointing loss that's not sugar-coated. Uh, there, there's a lot of you that are Oiler fans that are frustrated with the team lost, and you should be because you care about the team and you care about the organization. You want to see some success take place. The majority of the people listening to the show right now know that the organization had a significant step forward in the regular season from 2018-19 to 2019-20. I gave you all the stats um, you know, points percentage, goals for, goals against, power play, PK, save percentage. Those numbers all went up for Edmonton. Uh, the numbers that stayed the same kind of were in the shots for, shots against metrics. A couple more here for you that I dug up. Uh, five on five goals for, the Oilers had 146 in 2018-19. They only had 144 this year. So they actually dropped two even strength goals, 5v5. However, goals against, Edmonton dropped from 179 goals against, to 154, so they cut 25 goals against it, even strength off, and that was part of the reason why they had the better season. Uh, the playoffs was a different experience for the Oilers, and we've, we're going to continue to discuss, you know, the problem areas, what needs to be done. There is something to be said for the analytics, and I know that there's, you know, Dom Lecision is out there from the Athletic, and uh, Sean Turney and guys like that. Uh, what guy has retweeted some of the stuff out as well? That in a short series, and most of you get this because most of you fundamentally kind of understand how numbers work a little bit. Um, I'll give you an example. Like, look at what happened with COVID. When they were only doing 500 tests a day in Edmonton, and Edmonton was having four to seven positive tests, 
Okay, knowing the nature of COVID and the fact that the CDC out of the States believes it could be 11 to 13 times more prevalent than people realize, if you go from uh, 500 tests or 700 tests a day to 3,000 tests a day, then you're probably going to get four to five times the amount more of uh, of positive tests. Now, what's occurred in Edmonton over the last week to two weeks is, you know, concerning. Uh, I think there was 95 positive tests yesterday in Edmonton. That's concerning. I mean, there was 2,500 tests conducted. So that's that's like four percent. That's that's gonna that's you know, and and back in May, in June when there was only three people that passed away from COVID, you know, we were looking in pretty good shape and the numbers of course Edmonton's completely opened up. What I find a little bit surprising is wherever I go, Edmonton and uh, Edmontonians are totally bought in and wearing masks. Like there's no place that I go that I don't see people wearing masks indoors. Like and I know it's the law, but you still have some percentage of the population that thinks like individuals. And that might be part of the undoing of what's occurred in the United States and why they have the grandiose issues that they do in the States. It's a whole other story. But when it comes to hockey stats, you know, are stats for losers or are they relevant? And, uh, and frankly, if you look at every graph and every sort of analytics done from the opening qualifiers, Edmonton and Nashville were the two teams that deserved a better fate, but it also reinforced what they need to work on. They need more saves, so do they need to reevaluate their goaltending tandem? I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, their transition game, their D-zone coverage was not good enough. That undermined the success of the team. Do they need to change out their defense? They probably do. Were, some, were there some guys that maybe got into, all you need to know is, is sort of look at the range of when guys roared into town. Like, Should we be surprised at Chris Russell and Matt Benning and Alex Jason, who were three of the guys that were out there regular from day one, phase two in Edmonton, played pretty well. I don't think we should be surprised. They were on the ice. They were engaged. They were preparing to play. And there were some other guys. And in fairness to the European guys, I mean, I don't even know what sort of takes place in terms of, you know, how quarantine works when they come over from Europe. But there are a couple guys that had a series that they'd like to have back. So where do you equate... uh, where do you equate the analytics on it? And that's, uh, I'm going to ask you that, Brendan. That's part of our top story for Gray Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. Are stats for losers? Like, the Oilers lost the series to Chicago. They lost two one-goal games uh, in the third period in game three and four. Uh, I know David Staples did a comprehensive look at the final three games, and it was pretty clear that the Oilers' high-danger scoring opportunities greatly favored Edmonton in the final three games of the series. The first game, the Oilers stunk. They were completely outplayed. So, how, uh, Brendan, I'll get your thoughts on this. How do you sort of see, you know, factoring in short series and the analytics on the numbers in terms of evaluating what happened to the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, God, it's a tough year to be trying to, you know, but maybe that lends itself more to analytics. To me, to me, I'm looking at analytics to tell me things that I can't see with what I believe are my philosophies. You know what I mean? So if I have a group in there that I that I believe is going to go and play on the basis of heart and shot blocking and grit and stuff like that, well, maybe those aren't analytically favorable stats, but they might result in wins, whereas you flip the script over a little bit and start making some lineup changes based on data rather than your feel for the guts of the game. That's not my personal philosophy. So I, I really, again, I say it's kind of an awkward time, I think, to be trying to use analytics to say that this is what went wrong. There's enough to me, Bob, that you can ascertain from the eye test that tells you what went wrong with the Oilers in this well, instance, in my they, opinion. I mean, pucks were funneling into it. Chris Russell 
had three pucks deflect in. I didn't even catch it. It was one of the texters. When you're broadcasting a game from a studio, uh, you're in a two uh, two dimensional broadcast. You're not three dimensional like you are in the building. I didn't even pick up on the wraparound attempt on the one one goal for Chicago in, in game four that Russell got a piece of it right away. Okay. And he had two other pucks deflect in off him. And, and that's now Edmonton spent too much time in their own zone. Let's establish that right now. Um, but I actually thought Chris Russell had a pretty good series. I thought he gave you some of that grit and character. Frankly, I thought Chris Russell was better than either Darnell Nurse or Oscar Clefbaum. And Darnell Nurse and Oscar Clefbaum are two of the orders for, uh, you know, top 4D moving forward in this hockey team. Again, we've got Brian Burke coming up from Canadian Power Pack for Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. I'm not sugarcoating what happened here. The Oilers lost the series in four games against the 12 seed. Uh, they were not very good in game number one. They got pounded as a result. Uh, they dressed up the score late. They could have won, in my opinion, game two, three, and four. I mean, they were better than Chicago in game two. Took them to the woodshed, beat them 6-3. They could have won game three or game four. Those are one-goal games. Most of you that have played know that when two teams are close in one-goal games, little things matter. And I, I do sort of, you know, upon the, the further we go away from it, obviously year to year there's no question the team was better. That's exciting moving forward for the organization. Do you hammer yourself too hard for losing the series? You're disappointed you lose, you lost the series. There's no question. It reveals some challenges. Is the D good enough? Most of you right now would say no. Was the goaltending good enough? Most of you right now would say no. Uh, I would expect to see a change in goaltending, uh, at least one, and, and probably at, at least one change to the defense. Take that for what it's worth. It's not exactly going out on a limb. I will tell you this. There are some people that are keeping an eye on what's happening here. Uh, we're in a compressed cap, and there are agents in the business right now, and it's not like they're looking opportunistically necessarily for their client, but they recognize that the orders are maybe headed to a better place than they've been, and that experience matters. And that's where we're going to go next, As you go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Brian Lawton, uh, former NHL general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, says having experience coaching is important for the Oilers organization right now. I spoke to Dave Tippett the other day about it, and, uh, you know, coaching a team in Edmonton is not the same in Arizona, but one of the reasons I would suggest the fan base out there that they hired a guy like Dave Tippett is because he can take the heat in regard to that. You're never going to call everything right, um, but it's never really going to change who Dave Tippett is as a coach. A younger guy I would be really concerned about if Edmonton had a younger guy that was cutting his teeth up there or had gone through any type of adversity like this, it would be disastrous. And you have to give him a lot of credit, you know, for recognizing that. Of course, he managed forever in Detroit, and Detroit is much more high profile than, say, Arizona, where Tip was previously. But um, ultimately, uh, Dave, Dave took some bumps and bruises. I talked to him about it. He's not a guy that that's going to affect. He's going to do what he believes. That's what he's paid to do. 
And um, he also understands that you're not always going to call everything 100% right, but you're going to make the best decisions with the information you have. And there's going to be times when you make the right decision and don't get the result you wanted. That's just hockey. And one of those decisions that's been questioned was moving Ryan Nugent Hopkins off that line with dry settle and uh, Kyler Yamamoto. Now, I asked a question on Twitter. Now that we've had a few days to decompress, disappointing loss for the Oilers for sure. Does the advanced analytics paint a different picture of the Oilers' loss? And then in brackets, not enough saves, not enough bounces, or are stats for losers. The high priest of Oilers magic, he's got a podcast, says the most alarming thing about the performance was something that no stat will ever be able to capture. Total lack of engagement and urgency from all involved. This was a series that, for all the wrong reasons, will loom large in the recent collective memory of the uh, Edmonton Oilers fans. Well, there's a degree of truth to that. Like, the Oilers didn't come out ready to go in game number one. There was an urgency. And they had some guys that were passengers in this series. Zach Cassian would be the first to tell you that he needed to impact that series differently than he did. So uh, good one there. Another question, goaltending. Because I think that for if you take a look at a team that goes from an 896 save percentage to a 905 save percentage year to year, you're saying, well, the goalies played a factor in helping things out a bit for the Oilers. And the Edmonton did give up some empty net goals as well. And ultimately, that plays a factor in save percentage. Those are uh, team totals. Um but the save percentage was not good in the playoffs. All right, the Oilers had a combined 869 save percentage. I asked Brian Lawton point blank back in the Oilers now audio vault for direct work where do the Oilers need to look at changing the goaltending duo next year? I would try to go a different route if I was the general manager. I'm not. And uh, lucky for Oilers fans, Ken Holland is because he knows what he's doing. He's knowledgeable. He's been through this before. It's going to be a tough challenge for sure to, to find somebody else. But I, I would think that if you had to, yes, you could come back with that tandem. Would it be... Uh, Ken Holland's first choice? I don't think so. I just think it's a matter of options. Uh, it's going to be very fascinating to see what happens. There's a lot of goalies available this summer. Uh, a lot of guys that are, are pretty darn good goalies that I could argue would be above both the guys that Edmonton has. It's just a matter of money. It's going to be very tight for the Oilers, but the market's going to be tight too. So I would think that the plan would be to try to be opportunistic and see if you have a chance to upgrade that position. You're not going to be able to do anything with Koskinen um, most likely with his contract yeah. and, and term left. So, you know, Mike Smith would be the guy that's probably vulnerable. And yet I, I believe if Mike Smith wants to play again, he absolutely will get a job somewhere in the league. Uh, I'm not blaming the first round on him either. He did not, you know, start the way he would have wanted to. But um, ultimately, uh, Smitty is a little bit like... In my opinion, now at this stage of his career, he could be a little bit like Ryan Miller had been the past few years yeah. for, uh, for Gibson. All right, that's uh, Brian Lawton, who's fast become a very popular guest on this show. We'll take a time out. It's 1224. In- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And when we come back in two and a half minutes' time, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, 1224 Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Very popular member of the Edmonton Oilers, 1227 in Edmonton. Straight into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing and your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. The Canucks cruised past St. Louis 5-3 last night to win Game 1. The Canadians fell to Philly 2-1 in their series opener. Colorado, Boston, the Islanders all victorious yesterday as well. Today, the Blue Jackets and Lightning follow up their five-overtime epic with the game uh, game two at one o'clock Ched time today coming up uh, in about a half hour uh, Vegas can go up two nothing on Chicago Boston and Carolina tangle for the second day in a row and Calgary returns in search of a two-game lead over Dallas at 8 30 tonight from Rogers place now Hurricanes head coach Rod Brendamore fined twenty five thousand dollars yesterday for commenting on the blown call that resulted in what the game tying goal Bob is that the, that's the story no it was a two-two goal but you know what like uh, Mirazik what was he doing on the game winner was he overplaying Pasternak that much because he, he kicks off and completely slides right out of the net and gives Bergeron half the empty net I mean it's just you're not going to win with goaltending like that Penguins parting ways with assistant coaches Sergei Gonchar, Mark Recchi, and Jacques Martin after bowing out to Montreal in the qualifying round. GM Jim Rutherford did promise significant changes thereafter. It's Mike Sullivan who did coach them to consecutive cup wins in 2016-17, staying on at the helm there. And finally, Alexi Lafreniere will not report to Ramuski in the QMJHL. Instead, he'll wait to join the camp of whatever NHL team picks him. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, he is a New York Ranger. You know what? There's actually been a little bit of scuttlebutt that believe the Rangers would consider having a discussion on uh, on a potential trade. Really? Yeah, that's what I said. All right, off to uh, a global news weather traffic update uh, with Eileen Bell. When we come back, our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety, Louis DeBrusque, joins us on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.